Lori Daybell's fourth husband, Charles Vallow, died on July 11, 2019, two months before her kids, Tylee and JJ, also died. All were ruled a homicide. Now, on that same day, July 11th, Lori was seen all smiles at the scene and hosting a pool party that afternoon at her home, where Charles died. At this point, though, she thought she was going to be $1 million richer because of Charles' life insurance policy. Little did she know at the time that Charles had actually changed the beneficiary from Lori to his sister, Kay Woodcock. Charles said if anything happened to him, it was Lori and Alex that were involved. Charles was shot twice, once in the abdomen and once in the chest. And one of them happened while he was on the ground, according to Charles's autopsy report. It says one of the gunshot wounds was to the abdomen, entering on his left front and exiting on the left shoulder. The bullet's path was right to left, front to back, and upward, damaging tissue and breaking a rib. The other gunshot was right to left, front to back, and damaged the victim's sternum, heart, and his ninth vertebra. And previously in the probable cause documents, investigators did talk about a potential bullet strike on the ground near Charles Vallow's body. So we know now that one of them was while Charles was on the ground. Now, Alex Cox, Lori's brother, claimed self-defense, as we know. And it's been since ruled a homicide and Lori is now charged with conspiracy to commit murder in the death of Charles Vallow. So we know that both Alex and Lori were involved that day. And many of us have wondered, what about Chad Daybell, right? Especially because Lori wrote a letter to Chad pretending to be Charles prior to Charles's death. It was just a few weeks before and she was asking for, or Charles was asking for Chad to come into town. I do have a video on that. You can see that in the description box below or at the end of this video. So on the same day that Charles died on July 11th, Lori's future husband, number five, Chad Daybell, took it upon himself to make a little phone call regarding Charles Vallow. Notable, Lori didn't even call Charles's sons to let them know that their father died. She sent a text to them almost 20 hours after he was murdered. She said, hi boys, I have very sad news. Your dad passed away this morning. I'm working on making arrangements and I'll keep you informed with what's going on. I'm still not sure how to handle things. Just want you to know that I love you and so did your dad. It took some time before there was actually a conversation regarding this through the phone. Lori ignored many responses. Now let's get back to the call. The transcript is part of that big Chandler data dump that recently occurred and it was released, and in it, Chad is talking about Charles and about his cremation. Here's the transcript. A woman named Sarah says, hello, my name is Sarah. I'm assisting them with their calls. How can I help you today? Chad says, um, we just had a death in the family and we really don't want anything but a cremation and then to send the cremains to a family in Louisiana. Just a simple, no, nothing other than the cremation and sending him to his family for a service in Louisiana. So is, is there any way to know a ballpark price on that? Sarah says, yes, and I'm so sorry for your loss. Chad says, um, thank you. Sarah says, let me transfer you over to the director who can assist you with the pricing. What is your name, please? Chad says, it is Chad DeBall. Sarah says, how do you spell that last name, please? He says, D-A-B-A-L, Debal. Sarah says, how are you related to the person who passed? Chad says, I'm his nephew. She says, and then also, this is for the Valley of the Sun in Chandler, correct? He says, yes. 
Yes, he lives there in Chandler. I live in Iowa. So I'm just trying to help out. Sarah says, oh, okay, thank you. Yes, um, Chad says, excuse me. Sarah says, what is your uncle's name for reference, please? He says, he is John DeBall. Uh, the woman says, same last name. Chad says, D-A-B-A-L, the same, John, uh-huh. Sarah says, does he have a middle name? He says, Myron. She says, M-Y-R-O-N? Yeah, he says. And Sarah says, and Chad, what is your phone number in case we get disconnected? He says, it's this number, 515. I don't actually know my own number. He starts to laugh. Um, let me look real quick. She says, thank you. He gives the number. Sarah says, thank you. Is he at a nursing home, hospital, or residence? He says, he passed away in a hospital. I don't know the details. Sarah says, yes, just for um to know, because sometimes that's different if it's a residential or hospital or nursing home. Chad says, I'm thinking they're sending him to the medical examiner. I'm not sure. I should have had more information before I called. I'm sorry. Sarah says, oh, that's okay. Cremation, and then a part that's inaudible, cremation with shipping to which, um, which, which city? Chad says, New Orleans, Louisiana. Sarah says, okay, one moment, please, uh, Chad, but stay on the line. Let me um, transfer you over to the director. He says, okay. She says, who can assist you with that? He says, all right, thank you. And then Sarah says, hello, Chad. He says, yeah, thank you for holding. I do have the director, Carissa, on the line to further assist you. Okay, thanks. Thank you. So Chad gets transferred, and I'll read that next bit to you. But it's interesting here that Chad doesn't do a complete change of name or circumstances. He just kind of fudges them a little bit. Chad DeBall instead of Chad Daybell. New Orleans instead of Lake Charles, where Kay and Larry were, were living and are living. And also, he lives in Iowa, not Idaho. So funny. Um, so here's part two, talking to the funeral director. A woman named Carissa says, I'm Carissa, I'm a funeral director with Valley of the Sun Mortuary and Cemetery. I understand that your uncle passed away. Chad says, yes, and I'm so, I'm just starting the process for the family. He didn't have many relatives. I'm his nephew, I live in Iowa, um, but what an inaudible. Carissa says, sorry to hear that. He says, yeah, it's sad to see him go. I think he's going to the medical examiner. I don't know all the details, but what the family basically wants is to have him cremated there in Chandler and then shipped and have his remains shipped to New Orleans. Carissa says, okay. Side note, nobody really knows much about Charles um, being dead at this point, except so far, you know, the people in the house, Tylee and Alex and Lori, and also possibly Colby at this time, depending on what time, but I know he came over later. So this is very interesting to me. Love to know the timestamp on this. So he talked about the cremains going to New Orleans and she says, okay. And he says, and we'll deal with the service later and giggles. So just trying to get a ballpark price. Carissa says, okay, um, so, and it's inaudible then. In cremation, we are able to do our cremation for $1,695. Now what that's going to include is the transportation into our care, the transportation to and from our crem crematory, our basic professional fees, as well as our crematory fee. Now there's going to be a couple other charges there for you. Chad says, okay. Krista says, so we're going to have um, death certificates, which are $20 a piece plus a processing fee. Chad says, okay. She says, $15 permit fee, all right. And then the, we're able to do that trip four through the mail for you, and that's $150 fee for you. 
Chad makes another little joke and says, okay, you mean like the UPS or something, I guess, and giggles. Krista says, okay. Chad says, so close to about $2,000 probably, kind of a ballpark guess. Krista says, yeah, close to, yeah. Chad says, okay, well, that helps me a lot. I need to call one or two others, but I'll get back to you if we come that direction. Thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome, she says. Need anything else? Give me a call. He says, okay, thank you. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. End of conversation. It's interesting, too, that he just keeps talking about ballpark. I know it's a regular term, but if you did see the letter that Charles wrote to Chad, they were talking about playing ball and a lot of those references, and we know Charles was a baseball player. We also know there was a bat involved that day. So I'm curious when this phone call was made and where the location of the ping was for Mr. DeBall. I'm very curious. Let me know your thoughts below. So then the next day, Lori calls into the insurance because she thinks she's a you know a million dollars richer. And so she thinks she's getting the payout, so she makes a little phone call. Have a listen. Claims Department, this is Robin. May I have the policy number? Sure. It is... Are you calling in reference to a death claim? Yes. Okay, one moment, please. May I have the name of the insured? L. Charles Vallow. And who am I speaking with? This is Lori Vallow. And your relationship to the insured? Um, he's my husband. Okay, one moment. Okay, ma'am, I'm just going to need to ask you a few questions so that I can open the claim and then I can go over the claim procedure with you and answer any questions that you may have afterwards. That would be great. Okay, um, first of all, may I have your daytime phone number, please? Sure. It's and what was the date of Mr. Vallow's passing? Um, July 11th. And what was the cause of his passing? Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Um, well, he was shot. Okay, so um, I don't know what, how I want to put that. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> I, and I hate to ask, um, but is it, yeah, you can just say yes or no. Um, it, is it, was it a homicide? No, it was an accident. An accident, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what state did he pass away in? Arizona. Okay. Just bear with me for one moment. I just need to pull up a few other things. Okay. Are you aware of who the primary beneficiary of the policy is? Um, it's me. 
Okay. And may I have your, um, I'm sorry, one moment. My computer just went away for a second. Okay. Okay, ma'am. Um, that is all the information I need to open the claim. Um, what we will do now is review the policy and the file to confirm the beneficiary information and determine the claim requirements that we will need to settle this particular claim. Um, once we have completed our review, um, we will prepare a claim packet to send to the named beneficiary once that has been um, confirmed. And um, the claim packet can either be mailed or emailed or faxed. Um, how would you like to receive a correspondence? Um, email would be great. Okay, and what is your email address? com. Okay. All right, so you should receive an email um, from our office within the next three to five business days or sooner. Um, it will have the instructions listed um, once you receive um, the information. Uh, if you have any questions whatsoever, um, please don't hesitate to give our office a call, and, um, and then we can go from there. Okay, is there okay. anything I can help you with at this time? That's it, I think. Okay, ma'am. Well, I'm very sorry for your loss. You take care of yourself. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Then Lori gets a letter about the insurance and she texts Chad venting about her little problem that she has. She says, I just got the letter from the insurance company saying that I'm not the beneficiary. It's a spear through my heart. Hmm. You mean the non-murderous heart you claim to have, Lori? Who do you think he changed it to, Brandon or probably Kay? He left nothing for JJ. Chad says, wow, that's terrible. There is no way to find out. Lori says, I might be able to see when I get his computer on Sunday. I could check the emails sent to the insurance company. It will show change of beneficiary. He must have done it recently. Chad says, it seems you would have had to agree to the change. Maybe your name was forged. You should have a good paper trail to prove it. I love you. This is terrible, but it is probably another step in bringing down the Gadiantons, especially Brandon. Side note, an attempt was made on Brandon's life only a few short months after Charles died. Lori says, nope, he can change it anytime he wants. He's the agent and anyone can change the, their beneficiary anytime with their own signature. I'm thinking it must be Kay. Chad says, hmm, it will be interesting if it got changed after he had two bullets in his chest. So day after, they must have had a real good talk for Chad to know about two bullets in his chest, right? Lori says, I don't think it could have. You can't change it after the death date. They would review that. Chad says, yes, I'm thinking Kay as well. She's probably freaking out that you got those computers. I'm going to shower and give you a blessing. I'm eager to get home so we can talk. It really will be okay, my love. You are wonderful. Lori also texts Chad on July the 18th, so that's seven days after Charles died. And she says, so talk to the insurance company. He changed it in March. So it was probably Ned before we got rid of him. They can't tell me to who, of course, but it's done. I'll still get the 4000 a month from SS. Now, we know the zombie name for Charles was Ned and that Ned took over Charles's body according to Chad and Lori and everyone else involved. And this isn't the first time that Lori was messing with Charles's policy. Actually, back in February, Charles made an email to Banner Life Insurance and they, he talked about his password being changed. 
He said, my name is Charles Vallow and I bought the Banner Life policy a few years ago and have the payment drafted from my account ending in, that's redacted, I spoke with redacted, and he could not authenticate the password listed on my account. He said one was placed on February 20th, 2019. It was not by me. I request an investigation as I believe it's my soon-to-be ex-wife who fraudulently placed a password on the account. I want to change the beneficiary to my sister, Ethel Kathleen Woodcock. I have an order of protection against Lori Vallow as she has physically threatened my life in the past 30 days. Please get back to me at my new phone numbers at redacted. My old number redacted and a bunch of redacted. Please get, please get with me as soon as possible. And to make matters worse, but yet no surprise at this point, one of Charles's sons actually asked for Charles's watch collection and, you know, to have something of their dad's. And Lori sent them cheap Timex watches. Here's what he said and what arrived. He said, two cheap Timex watches you'd find at CVS and nothing from Charles's very fancy collection of watches. He says, anything that was worth money we didn't get, I'm assuming she sold everything else. Lori also lied to numerous people about how Charles died and said that he had a heart attack. And some people he said, like JJ School, that he committed suicide. So there's a lot of lies and it's no surprise. We know that, right? But she wouldn't even let JJ go to his funeral. And as far as JJ knew, Charles wasn't even dead. According to Lori, she didn't tell JJ that he died. And she told him that he was on business. So more and more is coming out. It's interesting on this data dump. I am combing through it. There's a lot to go on. And I know there's body cam footage. So please be patient. Uh, but I'm getting through it. But it's interesting to me. Do you think that Chad was involved in in Charles's death more than what is being shown or seen? Let me know in the comments below. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and please share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.